Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Mark Noon, who is an international speaker and leadership coach. Mark, how you doing? Hey, good morning, Timothy. Good to see you. Yes, good to see you. Good to see you. We're excited to hear about your dreams, goals, and how we can help. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. We like to jump right in. If you could start right. with telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I, I spent 20 years in the United States Air Force. Uh, healthcare was my specialty in that. Uh, I did a, a, about half my career in the enlisted ranks, half in the officer ranks, which means I finished my degree halfway through my career. Um, as soon as I retired, which was 2012, I began working for a healthcare coaching organization, consulting organization out of Pensacola, Florida, which is right down the road from where I live here in Destin, Florida. And uh, I spent eight years doing that, uh, traveling the country into Canada, Doing, I've been about 260 organizations teaching leadership, teaching um, exe- uh, coaching executives on, on better leadership skills. And then last year, um, circumstances uh, led me to open my own company called Now Leadership 10. I have two partners in this business, and we do leadership development and coaching all across the country as well, virtually as well as in person. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And what are some of the things you like to do for fun? Fun for us is uh, taking the RV out. Um, we don't get a, a lot of time to do it, but what's nice about having a job that you're working virtually most of the time or you're working out of your home is you can take your office on the road. So we load up the RV, especially in August. Uh, it's real hot down here in Florida. So we like to get out of the heat and go west. We go up to Wyoming and Colorado and spend a, a month or so in the mountains and, and then occasional weekends to go find some, some just small retreats to get away and, and uh, spend some time. So RVing is kind of our thing. I love it. I love it. So leadership coach, sometimes you take the RV out and do you do business on the road in the RV? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, what's nice about a virtual background sometimes, this is my real background, but a virtual background is you can be sitting in the woods or wherever and and have a virtual background and nobody knows you're in the woods. Or what's fun is just sitting outside the camper and having a conversation with the the camper in the back. So, you know, it, it, it uh, it works in all different settings. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, tell us a bit more about your motivation, what gets you up and keeps you going every day. You know, what gets me up and keeps me going is, is really my job and my work and what I love doing about my work. And, and so here's the thing about the, the organization that I, that I started, Leadership 10, is really about creating leaders who boldly impact their communities, their families, and their organizations. And we use that word boldly very specifically. It's not just about creating great leaders. It's about making leaders who are bold enough to, to have an impact. Um, not just lead even quietly in their, their organizations, which there's nothing wrong with, but uh, boldly going into their communities and their organizations. And so, and we add the word families in there because as we started coaching a lot of leaders, we found that the same leadership principles they were employing at work worked at home with their kids or, or, or conversations they would have between them and their spouse. And so um, that's why we added the families part to our, but that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. It's what, what I love doing, but I love more than anything in that is being on stage in front of a group of people and just uh, giving them bits of wisdom and, and knowledge that they can take back to the organizations. I love that. And so for, yeah. for those listening that may be leaders, um, what would you say are some of the most important things a leader needs to do? You know, there's three things that every employee wants in a leader. 
three things. And it's simply this. They want to know who you are. They want to know you're good at what you do. And they want to know you care. And so simply who you are is, is getting to know you as a person, that you're not hiding who the real you is. Number two is, is are you good at what you're doing? Are you a good leader? And if you're, if you're not, are you be trying to become a better leader? Or if you're new to leadership, are you doing everything you can to lead effectively? And number three is, is very simple, and everybody wants this, is do people care about you? Do they care that, do you care about them? Do you care about what's important to them? Do you value what they value? You know, Timothy, if you're my employee, I want to know what you value. And what you value, I want to resource that. I want to give you opportunity, invest in that. You know, I say it like this. The degree to which you invest in people is the degree to which you value them. So the amount of investment I put into your life as, as somebody who works with me is the degree of which I value you as a person. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals. What are some yeah. of the things that you're trying to do in life and vision for life and your business in general? You know, uh, you know, lots of dreams for my life. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid fifties, so I've, I've done a lot of things in life, but I got a whole lot of life to live yet. Right. So there's a lot of places I want to go. A lot of things I want to do. Um, you know, you know, the simple things in life run a marathon. I want to, I want to be on stage in every continent in the world at some point. I, I say every continent. Antarctica is not in that list, but you know, <laughs> if that opened and had the opportunity, you know, it might happen, but at least the other uh, five continents. And, and I've been on too. I've been in South America and I've been in, in North America, but love to speak in the European continent, Asia and Africa, and have that opportunity um, in some capacity, um, whether that be, you know, church, business, life, whatever it might be, uh, happy to do those kind of things. And my, you know, from the, the dream of my business, I'm doing what I dreamed of 30, 35 years ago doing. You know, when I was a, a late teenager, early 20s, you know, I always thought I, I've got this, this ability to be able to speak to people and, and, and take simple things or take complex things and make them very simple. And um, that dream has you know, it took a while to get there. I spent a lot of time in the Air Force. I spent a lot of time doing the things for other people. And now I'm able to live my dream uh, in a way that makes sense for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Speaking about doing things for other people, was that yeah. something you felt like was very necessary to the journey? Or did you feel like you could have kind of gotten to speaker faster? You know, there, you kind of look, I look back at my life and I go, you know, could I have done things differently to get to this point faster? Maybe. Um, but I always believe there's that God's got a plan for your life. So I, I, I think there was there was elements of that things I needed to learn and grow in before I had the platform to be able to share those things. Not that I wasn't sharing, not that I wasn't speaking. Even when I was in the Air Force, probably the last eight years of my Air Force career, I was doing a lot of leader development, a lot of coaching, um, you know, kind of on my own, so to speak, but also at the authority uh, and, and opportunity within the Air Force. And then when I, uh, you know, there was a time when, when people helped me get there and there was a very specific time when I had this opportunity that I, I grabbed a hold of. And if you don't mind, I'll share that story just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was a time when I was in the Air Force, there was an opportunity to give a speech and, and I always knew I had this, this gift and this ability. And, and, and so I said, you know, I'm going to try to see if I can get an opportunity to give this speech at this event. And and I had to audition for it and I auditioned for it and I got the opportunity to do it. And it really is what launched the career for me, it launched my speaking ability within the Air Force. All of a sudden, after giving this speech and having many people tell me what a great speech it was, 
I had opportunities to um, be the, the narrator for every event on a military base that I was at. I had opportunity to give presentations a lot of different places. I was invited to other military bases to, to give those same presentations. So that's what really launched it. And it was just seizing one opportunity that you have no idea what's going to come out of it. And all of a sudden it launches, you know, what was the platform to build a career of which I'm in now. Mm, I love that. Were you... Yeah. When you got the opportunity, were you like feeling anxious about it? Were you doubting the fact that you should do it? Tell us a bit about that. Oh, you know, the audition process was was hard. I mean, because, you know, one in a military world, here's how things work is, is I was a very low ranking person. You know, I, if there's a thousand people on the base where I was, I was like number 800 in the rank order. I mean, it's how far down I was. And I'm, you know, auditioning in front of people who are much higher ranked than I am. And then I'm giving the speech in front of people who are at the top level of the entire base. And so the, the, the nerves, the anxiety, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was very nerve wracking. In fact, I tell people this story. I can, you ever had this moment where you're sitting and you're about to go on stage and the butterflies are just churning and you, you, you know, I'm, you can see, I don't have a lot of hair here. So, so sweat pours down my, my head and people can see that. Right. So it is literally like going down the middle of my back. You feel that one bead of sweat that's going right down the middle. right? And you're just like, Oh my gosh, I hope nobody sees that. Right. Or nobody yeah. knows that that's happening, but that's the anxiety that I had that very first time but after that it gets easier and easier but i'll tell you this even though i'm in the middle of living my dream and doing things i love to do um i still have some of those butterflies and some of those you know um, thoughts as i'm going on stage every single time yeah yeah no i get that and what do you do with those thoughts when they come into your head like do you have a system of dealing with them or do you just act despite them you know, I just, I just push through. Uh, there's no way to, to stop it. I haven't found it. It's not necessarily that I stop it. And in fact, I think it feeds my ability on the stage because it's like literally, I just had this happen about two weeks ago. I was in Nashville doing an event and, and I remember just getting backstage and getting ready to walk on. And all of a sudden I had this like, like, like the butterfly, my stomach was just turning. I'm thinking, what is going on? I've done this, you know, hundreds of times. And as soon as I walk out on the stage, that goes away. But I think the adrenaline of that, and that feeds that, you know, um, ability for me to, to, to wow an audience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I often hear about, like, people will, you know, take their emotional energy that we usually perceive as negative and pour it into the positivity of the activity yeah. that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I've never looked at it as a, as a, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. What am I going to do? I've always looked at it as, all right, great. It's got my blood flowing. I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm going to walk out there and I'm going to have some excitement. It's not like I'm walking out and I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't know why I'm here. I've got to speak to these people. I'm excited about it. Right. So it feeds it. Absolutely. I like yeah. it. I like it. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Well, there we go. If there were um, one or two people you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person that would really help you get on the stage every continent in the world, yeah. who would they be and how would they help you? Yeah, there's probably two people. Um, you know, and I, 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 th I thought about that question a lot as you sent that a couple weeks ago and I, I pondered that and I thought, you know, are there some people that aren't so well known that I would love to spend time with? And I'm sure there are, but, you know, John Maxwell has always been one of my very favorite authors and I've read probably almost every book he's written on leadership. The very first book I read the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is what catapulted my desire to learn more and then coach people in leadership. And if I could spend some time with John Maxwell, just because he does travel the world and I could spend some time even just shadowing him along the way and seeing what he does and how he interacts with people and how he and, and learn from him, how he built this multinational 
you know, multi-million dollar uh, company. Uh, I would love to do that. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't always find John to be the most inspirational speaker, but I love reading his material and it's so um, just practical in the way that he presents it. And I, I, that's how I like to do things. The second person would be Simon Sinek. And because of this, when I watch him and I listen to him and I, I see him take very complex things and break them into very simple ideas. And, and, it, and he does it in such a way that you just kind of go like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> it's not like he's some you know, mad scientist taking a formula and, and creating something. He just takes this complex and goes, here's what this means and here's how it works. And, and I like the way he presents it. And he's, he's so um, just kind of um, uh, subtle in the way he does it. He's, he's not a, a dynamic you know, yell and scream and, and get excited kind of person, which is nothing wrong with, but I just like that persona that he presents. And I like to spend some time with him and learn how to be that way a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I have definitely heard a lot about those two men, as right, I'm sure right. everybody and, has. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I hate to use them as an example because I, I think, well, I got to find some other people. And there have been lots of other people who, who I think have inspired me. But because of what they do and how they do it, that's why I think they're they're uh, two of the most uh, you know influential in my life. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I love it. Um, real quick, before we move on mm -hmm. to the next questions, were there yeah. any other dreams or goals that you wanted to talk about other than being on stage everywhere and um, running a marathon? <laughs> you know, I, you know, there's all kinds of little things that I think uh, everybody wants to accomplish at some time in life. Um, you know, you always have uh, um, things that you want for your family, things you want for your kids. You know, I, I do I, I, I do want to have a farm someday. I actually want to live on a farm or live out in the country where I can have my own. We, we like to eat very healthy. We like to have organic and, and uh, very special foods. And, and I love to live out where I could be able to do that. I don't now. I don't currently. So that's definitely a dream at some point to to be able to just, you know, get away from the, the not, we don't live in a city, but in town and, and uh, have some properties, have some animals. Uh, I love being out on the, the farms and ranches when I get a chance to. So absolutely. That would be a dream. <laughs> so anybody it. out there that can help me get there. And I know you, you do a lot of real estate, Timothy, but you're not down here in Florida, but I'm looking for that kind of property right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That's awesome. I <laughs> actually had someone on the podcast yesterday who had the same dream. So ah, funny. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Maybe I need to connect with them. That's right. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. He's uh, very open to connecting, so I can yeah. definitely do that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals? Uh, you know, to help me personally, or that I would say for them to help them can... Let's do both. Okay, let's do both. So, so um, you know, so what, what people can do to help me accomplish my dream is, is to, to go to my website, leadership10.org. Uh, it's leadership that's spelled out ten.org um, and, and connect with me and, and, and see what I, I can present on stage for them. I'd love to have the opportunity to speak at any size organization across the country on a number of topics. Leadership is my focus. Actually, my real passion, even more than leadership, is the customer experience. How do I teach organizations to, to uh, from a customer and a healthcare perspective, patient experience? How do we create the best of that? That would be ideal for me to have those opportunities to do that. For those that are trying to accomplish their own dreams, it's really just finding some inspiration. What, what inspires you about your dream? What is it that, you know, when I, I watch other speakers and I get inspired by them and how they present and I learn how to do that. And then I practice those things myself because 
you know, preparation is the, is the key to, to opportunity. And if, if opportunity presents itself and you're not prepared for it, you're not going to get the opportunity or you're going to fail in that opportunity. So I think preparation is very important. You need to spend time reading and growing and learning about whatever it is your dream is. If your dream is to, you know, like you, I think one of your dreams is to, to um, reduce homelessness, right? Uh, and, and to create housing projects. So how do you learn about um, situations that uh, you, you, you learn and you read about people, how they became, what, what caused them to become homeless. So you can try to prevent that, right? And the other side of it is, okay, how do we find affordable housing or how do we find jobs for them? You know, so you, you learn and you, you find people who are doing that who inspire you. And then you go out and be able to do those very same things, even if it's just a little bit. And I think what most people think is their dream is going to happen and they're going to be all of a sudden I'm going to be invited to be on every continent and on every stage. And that's just going to happen. And if I haven't prepared for it, I'm going to get up. Somebody might invite me to do that. And all of a sudden I'm going to fail because I'm not ready to do it. Um, so read, learn, grow everything you can. There's times when I'll sit and just practice a speech over and over again that I haven't even been invited to do just because I want to get it down. I want to have it ready. So when the invitation comes like a couple weeks ago, I got invited to go to Texas to speak as a fill-in for another speaker. I mean, I had, like, they called me on a Tuesday morning. I had to be there Wednesday night, right? Is that kind of thing. So I got to be prepared, right? I have to have stuff ready to go. I can just pull out and, and be able to walk into that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. <laughs> our first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Yeah. So it's books for me. Um, I, I do love some movies, but I'm not, I mean, there's very few, I mean, I'm inspired by movies, but in uh, podcasts, there's several different podcasts, but books are my thing. And, and you know, um, interestingly, my, my number one book I recommend is The Art of War mm. uh, by Sun Tzu. And, and, and in, in addition to that, I would say uh, even Donald Trump's book, The Art of the Deal, because there's some similarities to that, but it's about how do we, um, how do we, how do we fight for what we want? How do we, and the art of war is really about fighting a war, but it's also, there's a war that we're battling to get to our dream. And I think there's a lot of things in there um, about how we can operate in um, day to day so that we can negotiate and get to where we want to be in our dreams. There's, there's elements of the art of war that, that talk about, you know, when, when, uh, when to be strong and when to appear weak. Uh, there's, there's elements in there about how to, how to have conversations with people so that you can, um, uh, fight for what you want or negotiate for what you want or, or, or walk into what you want to do. And so it's a very short book too, uh, The Art of War. It's not a long book. It's very simple reading. It's, it's kind of like, do this, do this, do this, do this. I mean, it's just simple. I mean, there wasn't a lot of elaborate stories to, to read along with it. So that's probably my number one. Um, and I have another book is the, the one I mentioned before, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. Foundational book in leadership. Um, man, if every leader in the country could live every one of those 21 laws, I'm telling you, there would not be a, such a gap in, in employee engagement or a gap in leadership in our country. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. How about you? What's your favorite? My favorite book. So I, I always have a couple for this answer. Yeah. Um, it's always classic, uh, think and grow rich, right? Uh, always a classic. Yeah. I would say this mainly because Warren Buffett said it, and I just respect Warren Buffett so much, How to Win Friends yeah. and Influence People. Right. Uh, the Power of Positive Thinking by Norman yeah. and Peel. Right. That one is high up yeah. on the list. Like, yeah, I, I can't list one. They're all kind of equal in my house because I need them for different 
things in different areas of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody your age to, to look at how to win friends and influence people and, and, and the power of positive thinking is kind of interesting because those are some really old books, right? I mean, the Dale Carnegie book is like the 1930s or 40s and then Norman Vincent Peale is probably, I think, the 70s. So um, I love that you're going back to those classics and those things have not gone out of style at all. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny because you, you read a lot of the new like, you know, self-help, personal development books. And it's yeah. like, they're really just reiterating yeah, like one specific aspect of what these older books went through all the aspects, you know, like Napoleon Hill has like the secrets of success or like the laws of success. And it's like a 25 yeah. hour audio book. Most other success books are just going to take one or two of those laws and like right. take it out over 200, 300 pages. So it's just yeah, funny. Yeah. To- you know, I, the how to win friends and influence people is such a favorite of mine as well, because I, and I quote Dale Carnegie all the time. I mean, I'm constantly talking about, and this is where this idea of investing in people and value comes from and, and how he talks about using people's names. And, and this is where I really learned how to connect to people is, is from what I learned out of that book. So I love that that's a, one of your favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good one. And all of those are some that I read when I first got started on my journey and they're on my reread list. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they are definitely worth rereading or even sometimes just listening. To, I assume there's audiobooks on those available now, but, uh, you know, just to, just because you've already read it, you can kind of, what I love about audiobooks too is you, you listen to it, but then you're imagining yourself reading it, right? Or, mm-hmm. or what I love is the audiobooks that are in the same voice as the person who wrote the book, because then you're seeing them on stage presenting that, that material or something. It's kind of fun to, to listen to that way. And again, going back to inspiring our dreams and living for our dreams, these are ways that we can continue. You know, I, I do, I usually try to read 25 books a year and, and I, I read one and I listen to one every month is what I do. Mm. So, so I, I listen to an audio and I read one so that I, um, you know, it's just a way to be able to, to get both versions of, of different material. So yeah, yeah. very cool. <laughs> got me all hyped talking about my books yeah well you know and, and i think you do all these interviews and i think well well you know people ask you the same questions and, and find out things about you that's that's interesting yeah yeah absolutely what is one way you like to take care of yourself well i, I mentioned already that we we have uh, in this last year really changed the way that we eat the way we take care of ourselves but we've learned if anything we've learned in this last uh, you know 20 months or so of uh, this virus situation is that people need to take good care of themselves. They need to eat well. They need to, they need to be healthier. Um, uh, so that's been a big deal for us eating organically. But for me, it's about running and biking. I, I try to run bike at least three to four times a week. And now I'm at the gym, you know, at least three to four times a week as well. Early morning, that's my time. Get it. Uh, so I say, get it out of the way. Not that I don't enjoy doing it, but I, I can't work out in the afternoon by that time I'm exhausted. So I get up early and spend some time doing that. Taking good care of myself, I think is the big thing. I've, I've uh, even this year, I've lost uh, a little bit of weight, gained muscle, try to be a lot more fit and a lot more conscious of that. Mm, gotcha. I love that. Yeah. 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 Here's what I found with leaders this year, especially so many leaders are getting burnt out because of the one work, worker shortage. So a lot of leaders are having to do a lot of the work. And so they're not taking good care of themselves. They're not getting enough sleep. They're not getting enough water. They're not getting enough good foods and, and they're eating on the run, so to speak. And, and, and they're already exhausted and they're not taking good care of themselves. And you're never going to get to your dream if you're not doing those things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, what is one action step that you can take right now to either meet John Maxwell and Simon Sinek or <laughs> get on the stage in every continent? You know, um, for me, it's again, um, one being prepared. I think being prepared is, is, is number one, um, because if I do take the action step 
of moving forward, it's going to be, uh, you know, I've got to be prepared for that. But to be able to uh, find people who can introduce me to these two men would be the easy, the best thing for me. People that say, hey, I've heard Mark Noon speak or I've heard I've read some of Mark Noon stuff. Um, you know, you need to meet this guy. I think he he would learn a lot from you. He wants to meet you. He wants to spend some time with you. He wants to, you know, uh, be on stage with you, whatever. That would be the uh, ideal opportunity is to have somebody who has that connection and is willing to to put themselves out there as a, a little bit of a risk, you know, because it's uh, when you maybe recommend somebody for anything, you're putting yourself at risk. You know, if I recommend you for a job and you don't work out in that job, that's my reputation, right? So that's the same type of thing. I want people who feel comfortable in doing that to be able to make that happen. And I think... I want to do that for people. I want to be able to put people in a position. And if I can make something happen for somebody, I think that's where it happens. I really believe God brings people across your path who have been where you want to be and will help you get there. You know, one of the reasons I do podcasts is one, I want, I want to get out there and let people know that, you know, what I can do for them, but I also want them, uh, you know, to, to look at me and say, Hey, I can help that guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Sounds good. Well, I have two more questions for you. Yeah. The first question is about consistency. Yeah. Tell us about A, the importance of consistency and B, how we can help ourselves stay consistent. Yeah. It's interesting that you asked that question because I'm, I'm actually coaching a young guy right now. He's a real estate guy, actually. He's, he owns a real estate brokerage uh, in Panhandle, Florida here. And he has struggled with consistency. That's been one of his uh, elements that he he is, I, I'm coaching him on specifically. So it's great that you asked that question. And what he's realized is that uh, the consistency at work or the lack of consistency, whichever way you want to look at it, is, is parallel to how people see his personal life. So it's kind of this idea that, if I'm doing things like I'm supposed to do at work as a leader and people see that and they see that every day I'm doing this and I'm consistently doing that, they can trust my character. They can trust who I am outside of work to be consistent in, in what I say I do. So if I, you know, if I say you shouldn't you know, lie, steal or cheat um, and, and I say that as part of my life mantra, but at work, I'm not consistent in doing the things I need to do as a leader. They may think, oh, in his real life, he probably likes to think he doesn't lie, steal, or cheat, but he's probably doing a few of those things because he's not consistent, right? So that's the big thing about consistency for me is it's not just what people see, it's what they don't see and what they assume happens that they don't see. And those can be very reflective of what you're doing in the, in the natural. To help people be more consistent, for me, it's about um, discipline. It's about um, setting goals, setting parameters or, or boundaries. Um, and I don't, you know, there's, there's such a thing as barriers and then there's boundaries. Barriers are, I can't get over, I can't get through because it's a barrier, but a boundary says, I don't want to go beyond this point, right? It's like my, my property line, you know, I'm in my house right now, my property line out here, that's a boundary. It says, this is my property. Now it doesn't mean anybody can't step over it because there's no fence there, right? In this, you know, the front yard, but it's a boundary. And it says, this is the limit. You're not supposed to go beyond this. And so if we set boundaries for our life and we let people know what those boundaries are here's the key letting them know this hey during this much time during the day at, at between eight and nine this is my time in my office doing the things i need to do to get done so that the rest of the day i can be available for you as a leader and if that's consistent and we put that on our calendar and we let people know that that they're going to help us be consistent right if um Part of being consistent going to the gym is knowing that there are certain people at the gym that are expecting me to be there. 
you know, I show up and, and they see me and I see them. We're like, okay, we're good. We're, 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 we're doing it. But if I don't see them for three days or they don't see me for three days, they're like, Hey, where you been? And I'm like, Oh, I was out of town. Okay, good. You know, or whatever. But if it's like, Oh, I didn't want to go, then it's okay. What do we need to do to get you back on track? Right. So we have people and we have calendars or, or, or conversations that give us boundaries uh, to help people help us keep stay in our lane, so to speak, help us be consistent. I love it. Sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Think about your, think about your world. I mean, you know, how do you be consistent in doing how many podcasts you're doing? Right. Right. I mean, how many days do you go? I don't really want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. No, exactly. That's the one thing I noticed. I was really struggling with consistency with the pod with honestly all areas of my life. And it's because that accountability factor was missing. And it's yes. like, nobody really cared if I did it. I, right. I could put it on my calendar, but then take it off and there were no consequences. But once right. it was like, I scheduled these podcasts four weeks in advance, I was like, yeah. no, I need to be there because people are expecting me to be there. Right. Uh, yeah. I have a guy who I run with in the morning and, and it's like, there's times when he's like, man, if I hadn't already, if you hadn't texted me last night and said, we're running and I committed to it, I'd be still in bed right now. Right. I mean, so it's this, that kind of thing to, to help each other be consistent in what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That accountability is key. Um, well, awesome. My last question requires a bit of pretext. And you know how there are some people on the planet who have a fixed mindset, aren't willing to accept help and aren't willing to accept change. Yeah. Sometimes they live their whole life like that and they die like that. Yeah. Other times they change and they have a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change now. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? That causes them to shift their mindset on change or causes them to actually change? Both. <laughs> okay, that's an easy answer for you. Both. <laughs> that's always the easy answer. Well, it's both or it's neither or it uh, depends, right? Um, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, speaking on and, and uh, coaching on change leadership. I call it change leadership because it's as leaders, we should be leading the charge for change, right? It's not change management is... Um, things happen, things are thrown at you and you try to juggle it and you're managing the change. That's one, and that happens, but the, the good leaders, the great leaders are the ones that are, that are leading the charge for change. So I think that, I think number one for change is, is communicating effectively to your team, what the change is and why the change is important. Um, because if we don't, if we say, well, we're going to make this change. Uh, and we just say, oh, it's going to be better for the company. That doesn't really say a lot to me as an employee. This is how it's going to benefit me. This is how it's going to benefit our team. Here's how it's going to benefit our organization. So that's the why. Here's what the change is in some detail of that. And as much detail as you can give. The next is to model that change. So we, we communicate the change. We model the change, meaning that if I'm going to help you change your mindset on change, I've got to lead that. I've got to model and show you what that looks like. I've got to talk that way. So it's a lot of times leaders will, will lead the change. They'll say, okay, we're going to make this change. And, you know, they say things like this. You ever heard this? Um, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, how positive is that? If you're telling, if I'm trying to convince Timothy to change and I say, well, Timothy, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And you're like, how much worse can it get? Right. You're, you're, if it gets any worse, I don't even want to be here. The whole idea changes to get better. So what if I said, hey, you know what? This change is not going to be easy, but tomorrow it's going to be better than it was today. And next week it's going to be better than it was this week. And so I, I look, I, I don't say next week we're going to be perfect. I don't say the whole change is going to be complete, but I say next week's going to be better than this week. Right. That's a different mindset. That's changing the mindset. So as a leader, I'm modeling that and I'm saying that. 
And number three is I got to reinforce that. So when people do make the change and people do like say, you know, I'm trying to get you to go to the gym. And so you come to the gym with me the first day, man, I'm going to be like, oh, this is great. I'm so glad you made it. I'm reinforcing your ability to be there. I'm telling you how good you did in your workout. Um, but if you don't show up to the gym, I'm going to reinforce that by saying, hey, you told me you're going to do this and you're not here. We need to have a conversation. Right. So as an employee, I'm going to reinforce the good. Hey, you're making the change. And I'm also going to reinforce that you need to make the change. You're not following along with what we agreed was going to be happening. And we have to, that's a different conversation. So communicate, model, and reinforce. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I specifically love that because a lot of times the answer to this question is, you know, rock bottom or um, just something like that. And it's like, you can't help people change, but this presents a very, specific framework for actually helping people change and right you know put their life on track to where they want to go and i think i think everybody can make a change for the better i don't believe there's anybody that, that, that we're just not going to change them no i think we can and we may not change them to the degree that we want but we're going to change them right and and people change for two reasons they change because of inspiration or desperation so um, desperation is not a bad thing. That's, that's when I look in the mirror and I go, oh my gosh, I gained 20 pounds. I got to do something about this. That's desperation, right? Uh, inspiration is, man, I see that guy at the gym and he's fit and trim and I want to be like that. That's inspiration. So we change for those reasons. But so we've got to present some things to people sometimes that get them to see things differently than they do now. But yeah, good. Absolutely. Well, there we go. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off, Mark? Oh, gosh, I could chat about stuff all day, but I think we've covered enough uh, topics. And, and you know, hopefully your audience sees and hears some of that and says, hey, there's some some things to take away from that that I can use. And, and if they certainly they want to get a hold of me, um, they can do that. It's Mark, M-A-R-K, at leadership10ten.org. Um, or go to the website, leadership10.org, and let us know how we can help you. Awesome. Well, there we go. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what Mark had to say, you want to listen to him more, you want to get in contact with him, make sure to go to mark at leadership10.org. That's the email or our website, leadership10.org. There we go. And as we always ask, send this podcast to one to two people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Good. Thank you. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.